This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.07 and first up this evening we'll be talking about children's literature and how it can further the dialogue on sustainability, health, human rights and social issues. Our guest, Elena Drucker from Stockholm University, is going to be in town for the next uh, week for an event that explores exactly that. But uh, it's also something that's close to my heart. I remember my mother reading uh, the story of the three little pigs and the big bad wolf. Uh, it really made an impression. I'm thinking about it, uh, you know, in my late 50s. I can remember exactly how I felt. I was terrified. Something about the big bad wolf, I think, uh, coming through in my mother's voice there. Uh, but because she kept her two little pigs uh, quite safe, me and my brother. So, uh, yes, there's something very comforting, I think, about children's stories and very much part of a type of childhood. So uh, we're going to be joined by Elena uh, very shortly, but in the meantime, tell us, do you have an interest in children's books? Do you visit our public libraries? You can call 7733 You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, Elena Drucker is Professor of Comparative Literature at the Department of Culture and Aesthetics of Stockholm University. Thank you so much for joining us, Alina. First off, uh, what are some of the global trends that you've observed when it comes to children's literature? Yes. So uh, I would generally say that if we look at the publishing field, um, the, uh, the amount of children's literature that is published, I think, is, is growing uh, in most regions. Uh, and I think that the, the amount of picture books and different kind of illustrated stories and media is growing very much as well. It could be connected to that our, our culture is more visual, visually interested in nowadays. Uh, we have a lot of different visual media and that we feel that um, that picture books and comics and, and graphic novels, for example, um, is something that young readers might be more interested in. Uh, in Sweden, for example, we notice that a lot of books um, tend to be have more illustrations today, even prose, when it comes to novels for, for children. They have more illustrations than they used to. So it could be that there are ideas about um, young readers needing support in their reading through illustrations or that the illustrations can make the stories more interesting. I think this is a general um, thing that is happening in all, all over the the world, I would say that I think illustrations is is very prominent part of uh, publishing, um, and of course, um, I think that what would what I would love like to see is both uh, more translations, but also um, the kind of um, um, trust in in one's regional or national cultures and and. Uh, stories, because um, I don't think it is only something that um, we should publish in our own regions. I think that they would benefit to, to be translated more into other, other languages and cultures, because I do think that many cultures and, and countries have their very original styles or stories or genres that are, that are uh, popular. Uh, and Simply thinking about exporting, uh, export what you are best at. I think that is what I would like to um, 
support the publishers in be be brave brave in uh, translating or importing things that are not maybe generally always mainstream but can be kind of uh, regional or or specific in a specific context because it is that kind of originality like for example the korean books that i think is the reason that they have gotten such an interest also korean films for example have been very uh, a lot of interest in them lately and that is because there is something uh, original and specific in them it's not only this kind of generic um generic uh, stories and images that we should try to uh, promote to other countries. Well, I hope you can expand a little on the increasing popularity of picture books. Does this intersect with the fact that children are now uh, adopting technology at an early age and therefore engaging with a visual medium more? Is this perhaps an inevitable change uh, that we see that children are undergoing? I, I do think it is a change that uh, that uh, affects all of us, both adults and, and children. Now, we are we use visual media much more than, say, 50 years ago. Um, and I, yes, I do think that it is connected to, to early use of visual media and digital media in different ways. But at the same time, we do see a lot of uh, young adult readers, for example, who like to read long fantasy novels, maybe in three or four or five parts, and they are not usually illustrated. So I do think that the the other the interest for the visual doesn't exclude the interest for very good stories and and uh, for example within the fantasy or say uh, criminal crime stories uh, i think we will always have um, an interest for for the very well written prose as well but but if you look at big young readers or um children who are beginning to read i would say that images are much more prominent today a prominent part of their reading. Um, yes, so definitely. Now, based on your research and observations, is there anything that suggests that children are reading less? Yes, there are actually those kind of results. And, and uh, for example, in Sweden, we do see that reading has potentially or statistically gone down every single year the past years. Not dramatically, but it is a small change. Um and again, I would claim that the same goes for adults. Uh, so it's quite interesting that we we are so um, interested in, in talking about that children have to read uh, more and 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 um, not to lose that kind of interest. But I I sometimes wonder if adults aren't kind of losing that battle sometimes as well. So I do think that people who have kids maybe they should also show them that reading is something you do in your everyday life. Uh, I, I think that is uh, the best way to get anybody interested in books is, is to show through your own reading that you are interested in reading and that it is something that is exciting or or or, or nice thing to do. Um, so, yes, I do think that there's a change in society taking place. So with this decline in readership among children and adults, uh, what do we lose in the process? Is it changing in particular how children grow up and develop? Uh, yes, I, I I think that it's, I am pretty sure that it, it's, it's going to um, affect our ca- capability to understand different kinds of texts. Uh, 
in order to really have this thoughtful understanding and also critical understanding of different kinds of information, I do think that you have to have to have a base of a very broad vocabulary and having read different kinds of texts. So then it's very good if you have read both long prose uh, stories for children or fairy tales or comics, but also fact, factual books. So that you you de develop an understanding for different kinds of texts. And I'm thinking in the future with AI and everything, it's so important for us to understand what we are reading and actually see the different clues about um, that we that we um, that we see in different kinds of texts. So I think it is a, a question of um, really helping young people today to become readers when they are adults who are critical and thoughtful of what they read. Now, in line with that, it, I guess it goes without saying that the reading habit builds more than just literacy and knowledge. It's also important for giving young people access to a larger worldview, to a wider range of perspectives. Can you talk us through uh, how children's literature plays a key role in this? <laughs> yeah, so, so I would say... I think the literature has the basic ability to help you uh, find a vocabulary and, and a strength in your reading. But if we don't only look at that aspect of it, it is such an in incredibly good way to raise questions or to, to consider different, different questions, existential questions, problems in life, or just the fact that literature really gives a unique opportunity to to think about somebody else's lives or think about another culture. Um, I think this is so important because uh, through literature, you can feel for other peoples and other, other individuals. You can maybe get a sense for uh, totally different cultures or places or situations that you are not yourself part of. And, and I guess that is basically what I would say is the most important thing, thing of literature. Uh, it's art and it's it's um, an aesthetic experience that you feel something and you experience something, but also it can open your mind to realize that there are things taking place in the world outside my sphere and my what I'm used to. I think that understanding can be created through literature in best case. So it really is such a, a multifaceted way of really strengthening an individual is to offer them good literature and different kinds of books already in young young age. We're talking today about children's literature and the importance of reading at a young age with our guest Alina Drucker. We're going for a quick break, but keep your thoughts coming on the matter. Do you have an interest in children's books? Uh, do you visit our public libraries? You can call 7733-2900. You can WhatsApp us or send us a voice note at 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. Before Friday materializes BFM 89.9. It's 5.19. You're listening to the Evening Edition. I'm Sharad Kutten. We're speaking to Alina Drucker from Stockholm University about children's books. Alina, uh, your research areas include how children's books can introduce modern, avant-garde and new ideas. What are some of the interesting findings uh, that you have uh, in regard to this uh, that uh, you can share with us today? Yes, yeah, so I have researched about, uh, say, the mid uh, mid-20th century quite a lot. And I, I find it interesting when books are sometimes radical 
or shocking or do something something new. Uh, and one of the books that I have been studying is this character, a Swedish character called Pippi Longstocking uh, by Astrid Lindgren. Uh, it was a book that was published in 1945, and it really was a, a shocking character and, and radical character who was breaking norms and not acting like a little girl was supposed to act in 1945. Um, so it's interesting to see why somebody does that in children's literature and how how it's uh, it's conveyed, but also the incredible effect that a book can have. So I would say a lot of Swedish people would say that they see this character as a role model, that it has changed something in the society. It has kind of questioned norms about how children are supposed to behave and how adults are supposed to behave and so on. So when it was published, it was really a radical and rather um uh, yeah innovative uh, character but also a very ill-behaved child which raised a lot of questions and controversy but now more than 50 years later um i would say that a lot of people see that character as an important figure in 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 this country it is a, somebody who is brave and somebody who is not afraid to say what they think so it is not only that the book had an effect in the artistic and the literary context, it has kind of changed our ideas about certain norms and things. So in best case, sometimes literature and books um, can change things in life. They can raise questions that start kind of a discussion about something. And in this case, it was very much so. So I do find that these kind of uh, innovative or modernist books uh, sometimes change things or or start something that is uh, shocking, uh, and and that's always interesting when things change. Now, beyond social cultural norms, are contemporary issues like environmentalism or sustainable development uh, something that's being written about today in children's books? Yes, I would say that it is. Uh, it's not as norm breaking anymore. There's a lot of lot of um, Motives, for example, about uh, the e eco criticism or or the um, gender or 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 the uh, multicultural society uh, that can be dealt in children's books. For example, uh, I know Malaysia has a, has several languages and and cultures in in your country and in Sweden. I think we could learn a lot from your culture how to collaborate and and talk and get together and 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 uh, find ways of collaborating with, between different languages for example uh, in sweden the question of minority um, cultures and groups is for example something that uh, has been raised lately in children's books so we have the for example a minority group in the northern parts of uh, scandinavia the sami people and and uh, Nowadays, you can find stories told by Sami authors or about their culture. And I do think it's so important that their voices are heard and that that we see them as part of the Nordic context. So children's literature can do this by, by showing or telling stories uh, of people or, or uh, environments or cultures that are not part of the dominating culture. So I think here is something that Swedish children's literature is still trying to find its way how to do it. But yes, I would say that a lot of topics 
dealt in in picture books uh, can be controversial and can be um, important, like the eco-critical books, for example. I, want, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up the reading holiday known as Lazlov in Sweden. Could you briefly tell us about Lazlov and its impact? It ha- uh, the impact it's had on promoting reading in the Swedish community. Yes, I think it's a great in- initiative. Yeah. It is. Um, there's a few days of vacation um, when when books are promoted extra, um, and a lot of different groups in the society, uh, like libraries, for example, are very engaged in this. Um, also, in social media, you find book talks and different kinds of activities around reading. Uh, I think we need this kind of uh, engagement from the grown-ups to support reading and to make it more exciting and 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 really make it available in different ways and also making teachers and and people working with kids more aware of how important it is so this is of course nothing new but i think that this kind of uh, focus on a week for example where you really put a lot of effort in in um, you know, telling about new books or or discussing books together and so on. Uh, I do think you need those kind of events and and uh, uh, in- initiatives. Um, it, it helps also teachers and librarians to work with books for children in an active way. So it's kind of a support system that I think you have to activate in different ways and on different uh, times of the year. I'm happy you knew about it. That's nice. Nice to know. Now, keeping in mind all of this, uh, what needs to happen to encourage both children and adults to read more and improve their reading skills? I, I always try to remain re, uh, remind people that um, reading in the evenings, for example, is is such a great way to to insert books and and reading in your everyday life, and it doesn't have to take a long time. Fifteen minutes, maybe it's enough. Maybe more if 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 you can and have the time, but if you have that as part of your everyday life, I think it's such a great way to to meet your child, to just sit down and read a book, and not having all the technology there, you know, the iPads and and iPhones and, and phones and so on, uh, but actually just sitting together and reading. Um, I know we are very busy and not everybody is is um, interested in reading. Uh, when it comes to adults, but I do think that that would be such an incredibly good way to to insert uh, and include literature in in your life. Uh, I do always, always hope that people do that with their younger kids. Now, Elena, you'll be taking part in the Jom Kitabinchang program in Kuala Lumpur soon. What will you be sharing at the event? Yeah, so I'm guessing it means let's talk about it or something like that. Let's talk about it. So I think the idea is to talk about how children's literature can be used, um, well, maybe for a better world or or to to raise questions that are important. Um, I'm going to talk about how children's literature really is an such a unique place or a unique opportunity to to discuss things but also to meet new things. So I think uh, visiting Malaysia is going to be so incredibly interesting. It's my second visit in, in Malaysia, and I'm incredibly much looking forward to it. Uh, I think, think that these kind of meetings between different cultures is or different countries is, is incredibly, incredibly rewarding because I think we, we can learn things in both directions. 
Um, so I'm going to be talking about some of the um, uh, topics that are relevant or, or um, central in in um, when discussing Swedish or Nordic children's literature. But I'm also going to raise questions and thoughts about children's literature and the importance of reading for kids and by kids, kids um, kind of internationally. Uh, I think a lot of the questions that we think is important in Sweden is in, important in any country, really. So it will be really interesting to hear what the other speakers as well uh, will discuss and, and see as, as important things. I think this it's a good way to change ideas and information about this. Thank you, Alina. That was Elena Drucker, Professor of Comparative Literature at the Department of Culture and Aesthetics at Stockholm University. She'll be speaking at Jom Kita Binchang next Monday at the Rajatun Udder Library in Shalam. The event will be highlighting the importance of children's literature through a series of forums, workshops, exhibitions that will run from the 27th of February to the 10th of April. Now, tell us what you think. Do you have an interest uh, in children's books? Do you visit our public libraries? You can call 7733-2900, WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.